Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here with your host. This D is silent. Today is Wednesday, July the 20th, 2022, at about 5.35 p.m. this afternoon. I am currently heading home from work, but I am also stuck in traffic, so... I can get this episode sort of built, you know, got my intro out of the way. And uh, I want to talk about two two things. Uh, I know we covered Thor, Love and Thunder, but I want to talk about Miss Marvel and what I really felt about it. I really felt um, very strongly about it. I, I really think that that's the future of what these what I kind of want from Marvel but done up you know for each of the different characters the same way um and also we will be discussing I'm watching Resident Evil the Netflix adaptation I think Netflix had complete and total control over the creativity of their show I I'm almost done watching I gotta finish off about half of the last episode and what my thoughts are in that because I want to talk about that one more so than Miss Marvel because Miss Marvel obviously was a month and a half it's past but um, let's get into this real quick Miss Marvel uh, I thought visually and also story wise it added it actually had a lot of good things to to it, I want to say one of the little drawbacks of Miss Marvel. I kind of felt that overall, the the one of the drawbacks to, to me. I mean, and this is where I'm gonna get. It, to me, this really looked like low budget. This is probably one of the first times. Um, I'm going to say that about Marvel. They really look like... I don't know. They they kind of drew back the budget on it a lot. Because um, WandaVision... But Wanda, you know, in the beginning, maybe maybe they spaced it out that way. Where the, that stuff in the 60s and 70s or the 50s... Those episodes of the WandaVision was like... Well, those are intentionally low budget while they put the more of the budget towards the end. Uh, Ms. Marvel seemed low budget for the most part. And while that is a drawback for me, if you're going to do a low budget type of deal, um, at least not have it be low budget in the sense that we're like, oh, wow, like the main important part of it is absolutely terrible. Uh, that's That to me is a major drawback because I, I kind of was like, Wow, the gra- they, I don't know what they like. They, the story was really good. Um, her back, you know, the backstory of it. Visually, it looked it looked good too. That, that's where, but I mean, there's some instances where I was like, wow, the, the, I don't know if they rushed it or if it was just like they were like, well, we don't have enough time to fix it, or they just put it out. You know, who cares? Maybe maybe it was intentionally made to look that way because you know, trying to keep it more for the younger girls and then you know if you were gonna watch that with your parents maybe it was like it was meant meant to look clunky like that a little bit that's what i'm gonna say um but overall and then it to me it fits right in with the marvel universe um everything from her attending avenger con uh and getting her powers there to um Basically, uh, you know, finding out about her past, about her lineage of family. I like the family aspect. Her dad, to me, stole the show. Um, you know, all her love interest. I don't, I don't understand like how all of a sudden she was the nerd, but she's got like six boyfriends. <laughs> uh, they took it to, uh, you know. I, well, maybe, and that's maybe, you know, 
they took it overseas so she went a little bit to go find out about her roots uh, and I liked all the little story in it I, I want to say that really that was really interesting you know I didn't know much about the character myself but now I understand okay uh, her family was part of the jinns and honestly, I don't know why the jinns or genie genies have been coming up as of late in pop culture. Maybe they're making a comeback. That sort of a story. I know Aladdin was a while back, but then we got The Witcher that had, um, you know, a jinn in it, and then now we're getting Miss Marvel with the jinn. So maybe you know, maybe we're being conditioned slightly to getting a little bit more. Into that backstory, but again, and just like in The Witcher, and as well as in this one, the djinn, and what I've always kind of wondered, you know, when I was a kid, the genies and how they have their powers. Well, this one gets into it a little bit more, and this is why I actually I think the story, uh, they come from another dimension. They're able to grant, you know, the powers and, and things of the nature, and you know, I like that they got just a little bit into more of that aspect of it um, and ultimately she becomes Miss Marvel her family finds out about it all her friends what's going to separate her from uh, let's say uh, Spider-Man is now her whole family knows it's not a secret to them it's a secret her idea is going to be secret to everybody else which I don't even know if they, you know the, her mask is completely not you can tell who she is, but you know you could go with it there. Uh, but her, but she's gonna be completely. She's gonna be the exact opposite of uh, Spider Man, and and I kind of want to bring that up because there's a lot of uh, bouncing off. I, I I hope they meet in the future. When you start thinking about it, they're both. She's, I believe still going to be in high school Spider-Man will be in college but I hope they meet because her friend is you know tech savvy and Spider-Man is tech savvy but they're also very young characters and and I don't know if they're ever going to meet but you know they're going to have uh, sharp contrasting uh differences between who they are as a character and how their story can go Peter Parker or Spider-Man ultimately chose to separate himself basically from the rest of everybody you know after his aunt died you know he basically separated himself I don't know what's going to happen to Spider-Man coming forward but he chose to separate Peter Parker Spider-Man and erasing anybody's knowledge so that nobody can entangle in his affairs again. While Miss Marvel's family, everybody knows her whole family, and that you know, and she knows, and they know about her, but not everybody else does. So, so that very, very interesting dynamic there, uh, which you don't really see in the superhero genre. I, I, well, I mean, Tony Stark was, you know, in Captain America, and obviously Hawkeye, and they, uh, some of these other characters were. Um, you know, had the bravado of being out and about, and everybody knew who uh, who they were. But a lot of a lot of superheroes uh, choose to keep their identity a secret. You know, Moon Knight. Nobody knows who Moon Knight is. Uh, nobody knows who now Spider Man is. Nobody knows who you know. There's characters like that even in the MCU. Uh, Doctor Strange is well known, but I don't know if anybody knows who the Hulk is as a person. I don't know if they've put Bruce Banner and the Hulk two and two together. Um, but yeah, Miss Marvel's—I don't know if her identity will be kept a secret. Um, but her family has her back, so I'm, I'm again. I think it's just a sharp, sharp difference between her and Spider-Man. Uh, Overall, the pacing of the show was really well. The first, like, three episodes, I was really in. It got a little slow in the middle. Um, 
but the story was there. It kept me interested, kind of wondering what was going on. Uh, meeting with the Red Daggers and, you know, her past and how it came, how it's affecting her future. Uh, and then at the end, you know, the big payoff, the fat, the last uh, episode, uh, it was really good. It was a really good episode. Uh, you know, them dodging. And this is what I mean. It's kind of low budget ish. The. I forget what they call them, damage control uh, people <clears throat> were trying to catch them in like a high school and it just completely failed and they like you know it looked like a Disney show to me and, and, but it was actually really good I kind of felt that it's made the target audience for Miss Marvel is young teenage girls uh you know, but fitting into the the overall MCU universe that is being built. Um, and then, you know, come to find out that the powers of... Oh, I can't think of his name right at the top of my head. But he gets powers too. And it seems like going forward, he's going to be more villainous. He may ultimately not choose to help out in the greater scheme of things is may, may ultimately choose to hinder Miss Marvel's, you know, shine because they have similar powers. Um, but we don't know about that. I don't know. I, and I forgot the guy's name off the top of my head. Um, but it looked like she was about ready to, you know, smooch on him. Uh, but then he's interfered and now, I don't know, now he's far away. He's Overseas and she's in Jersey, and I like the fact that she's in Jersey because she's looking up. And I don't know if anybody drew that parallel. She's when she's sitting on the telephone pole, she's facing New York. I mean, New York is the big superhero league. She's in Jersey. Jersey's like the little one. She's looking up to the top. But then, then again, that's also portrayed, and she's looking up to you know Carol Danvers, you know Miss uh, Captain Marvel, and I kind of feel like. I, I can kind of see that they're like, okay, well, she's looking up to these big time, you know, players and, you know, that not idolizing them, but, you know, they're more role models. And I kind of feel like, okay, she fits right in with what Marvel's got going on with them, you know. It seems like every top major Marvel player has, will have, you know, a younger supporting child uh, superhero. You know, in their wings, and I'm just kind of wondering if we're going to get back to Captain America. Perhaps, you know, we'll find out what's going to happen with Hulk soon in the She-Hulk. You know, a kind of a passing of the torch. Uh, and again, the the world building that Marvel is doing right now, uh, this Phase Five or Four, whatever we're on. Uh, you know the building blocks it doesn't it's not all of it is real fast i know everybody you know again with the thor movie everybody wanted like some avengers endgame you know level thor movie and i'm like we're already past we were we're already way past thanos and you know we've already wrapped up i think we've already kind of wrapped up everybody's blip you know Scenarios and we're we're past the blip. We're past we're past Thanos now. We're they're building. Everybody's doing their own different things. Some people are pissed off, like Scarlet Witch. Some people are, you know, finding their own way now. You know, this past they're moving on from these events. You know, Thor. Uh, you know, things are other things are happening. You know, Doctor Strange just has now discovered. You know, a whole another realities much more beyond the Thanos uh, you know the Falcon became the Winter Soldier or the Falcon became Captain America and he wrestled with the idea of will, it, will anybody accept him as Captain America you know and he had the help of Bucky you know tell him look Steve picked you Steve had to have been right because if he's wrong about you he's wrong about me you know I, li- I like that little dynamic there the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, was a great show um, 
I love I love the you know that show too. Uh, Loki's out there traversing into the multiverse as well, you know, with Kang sitting around out there. You know, it's just Marvel's doing a, an absolute. You know, oh, and I forgot Shang Chi is out there again. There's another dimension out there that he, you know, dabbled in the reality. Um, he's got powers that are also cosmic in nature. You know, Ms. Marvel, her powers are, you know, might be. And they dropped the word mutation. So we've got, again, another uh, superhero that's had that. You know, Scarlet Witch was also a mutation. So was Quicksilver. Um, you know, Quicksilver died. Scarlet Witch is now, for the time being, dead. But now we've got another mutation, um, a mutant perhaps, uh, in Ms. Marvel. And again, these are all little nuggets. Everything going back from the, the beginning episode, you know, uh, Avenger Con. I love the Illuminati, the Illuminantes, which was, I think, was kind of right up in there in the uh, Doctor Strange kind of. I think they wanted to little sneak that in. Um, you know, and to me, it was just kind of a, it was just kind of a thing. Like, you know, the overall was really well. This is one of the better. I, I mean, looking back at it, this this show probably will be in the top three that they've done. You know, and over time, maybe it'll be for sure be top five to ten. You know, if they do twenty shows, it'll be up in the upper echelon of shows, I believe. Uh, and just because of how the music, the music at the end of it great and I liked all the intros they gave her you know that's how you're gonna do it and if it's gonna be low budget low budgeted ish you want it to look you know a certain way um and I think they did I think they did a phenomenal job just there were just instances where I was like okay well the budget was really low on this one and that's that was my one thing but other than that uh I definitely get a show an 8 out of a 10 um Oh no! Another slight knock was I was like, "Damn, I wish they would have shown a little bit more." Like I don't know what the, how much these actors, big time actors, but I mean, we, we could have done with the little, uh, Yelena cameo. Maybe you know, her bumping into, um, Miss Marvel bumping into you know, Hawkeye's trainee. Uh, I forgot her name right off the top of my head. Maybe getting a cup of coffee somewhere. Would have been interesting. Just a little bump in, like, just, you know. I, I, that's all I need. That's all I would have been like, yo, like, she, that's what I kind of want these shows to do. Like, just a little bump in, a little, like, a, a little meet and greet. That's it. Like, oh, hey, like, oh, you know, like, you, she obviously, it would have been dope to me if I was to have Hawkeye's, uh, I can't think of her name, or maybe even Echo, like, you know, just be right there somewhere and just kind of write it in somehow. Like, they meet. Like, okay, oh, you know, you get coffee here too also? Oh, sweet. You know, we bumped into each other. Like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, are you, you know, do you look familiar? You know, I, and I know that's kind of cheesy, but that's kind of what I want. If the shows are going to be a little bit made for kids, you want them to meet. That's a t- That to me is why the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is high up there and on the shows I like. Because they, they held no holds barred about that. Um, but other than that, so so yeah, I give it about an eight out of a ten, and then we're gonna get the payoff of you know, and actually Hawkeye's two was was really brilliant because they had Echo, they had Kingpin show up, uh, Yelena came in, and, and it was really good. I mean, I'm probably gonna go whack, go back and watch Hawkeye, but it's just one of those things. Like I think Miss Marvel could have done with the cameo or two more. But other than that, uh, the the post credit was absolutely brilliant. Um, definitely brilliant in in this one. Uh, after all of that, she finds out about her bangles. She finds out she's got a mutation. Find out everything. Uh, Marvel snuck it in really, really good. 
And that's what I said. That's why. That's why I kind of feel like they could have done with another cameo or two in the movie. Uh, I I do know they talked a little bit about uh, homie from the Eternals in uh, you know his Bollywood movies. Um, and, and there is a little there is little nuggets of stuff like that that I I picked up through the, throughout the show. I'd have to watch it again to get. Although I'm not going to do that right this second uh, uh, to get all the little Easter eggs, but the big payoff to me, to me, the one where I was like, "Yo," was obviously it's about 30 seconds. Uh, she's laying in her bed, her bangle starts going bonkers, and she, I don't know, gets zapped into space. I'm assuming I don't know where, but she ends up trading places with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel ends up in her room coming out and then uh, to me to me that was the most sick thing that Marvel could have ever done Um, truly sickening Uh, Captain Marvel wasn't sleeping but came to her senses after being warped around and ends up in Mrs. Marvel's room with like a thousand posters of her plastered on the walls and like dolls and fan fan uh, fan mail and you know it truly truly sickening because I know Captain Marvel is probably like in the back of her head and, and the truly she had a look of horror on her face like what the hell not only what the hell happened but where the hell am I and whose room is this that's completely obsessed with me. And to me, it's like... That was the most sickest thing ever. Because... I I know Captain Marvel is probably like... Oh, hell no. I ended up in some nerd's room. Or like... She has no... Captain Marvel has no idea whose room that is. It could be a boy. It could be a girl. It could be any number of persons. It could be a full-grown man. Uh, hairy chest and all. You know, room, and, and to me, I think she was like, "All right, I gotta bolt out of here." Now, I'm not exactly sure if she switched places or if the bodies. Uh, if Miss Marvel is took over Captain Marvel's body, and Captain Marvel is now in Miss Marvel's body, um, they didn't clarify that, but it makes it seem like Captain Marvel was zapped out of space, and Miss Marvel was zapped into space, or wherever Captain Marvel was at. Because the last time I check Captain Marvel's not on Earth uh, from Shang Chi's uh, end credits but this is gonna make uh, Captain Marvel the Marvels movie all that much more better because I kind of hope Captain Marvel takes under her wing Miss Marvel and and uh, Monica uh, and I think Monica Rambeau is gonna be in the movie uh, as well I think Marvel's already so I kind of hope she takes both of them under her wing and having these young Avengers. And I know this young Avengers storyline, I talked about it already, uh, but it's just one of these things. I'm like, okay, if we're going to get the young the young Avengers or uh, the next Avengers, Heroes of Tomorrow type of a story. Uh, they're, they're doing a brilliant job of sprinkling every single person to have their younger counterpart, you know, training in the wings. So when they get uh, offed, when they hit that big battle and get annihilated, uh, it'll be up to the young Avengers to try to figure out a plan of how to bring people back and how to survive. Um, it'll be interesting to see that all that team up because we've got Love, Thor's uh, adopted, Gore's daughter. Uh, we've got, you know... Hawkeye's younger apprentice. I, I, I'm fucking forgetting the people's name, but we got Chavez, Doctor Strange's. We've got Wanda's two kids. Um, we've got Miss Marvel now. We've got there's a whole number of them, and probably more on the way. I'm, I'm assuming Spider-Man is still out there. Um, we're getting, I believe, Iron Heart's coming. So that might be. Iron, see, Ironheart might 
it's kind of where Ironheart might just be the next version of Iron Man while we get uh, Morgan and Morgana um, actually being like a young Iron Man and hopefully they they cross paths as well I think Marvel Marvel is looking to uh, is, a, is a business just like Disney is and if any number of these young Avengers uh, sticks as being like the one like Baby Groot was a, f- a few years back in, in Grogu if any number of them stick um, you know they'll have it made uh Cause who doesn't love like Grogu? Who doesn't love Baby Groot? Um, and I kind of, you know, but there isn't a baby, baby. We're gonna have the young team up, and that, which is what I think is one of probably the one of the best things that happened to Thor: Love and Thunder was the the kid battle at the end. Uh, truly amazing cinematography. That was cinema right there. That to me is every young kid's dream is gaining powers of a superhero and just hashing it out with some of the world's greatest villains um and I think that's gonna happen with all these young Avengers um you know that I just but overall before I get too far off track Miss Marvel was fantastic uh I enjoyed it uh, you know if you didn't haven't seen it I recommend it I think you gotta uh you gotta keep not even an open mind but you just gotta keep your mind into what Marvel's doing because I think that I think a lot of people were like okay Thanos is over they're waiting for the next big villain and I kind of even got caught up in that too that there is no still no clear definition of route that they're taking uh, but they haven't brought all the heroes together for uh, a big meeting yet uh, and a big bad hasn't a you know even in Avengers uh, the OG Avengers movie Loki was the villain, but he was not even the main person pulling the strings. Thanos was, but he came in and caused havoc on Earth. Uh, and he happened to appear in Thor Part One, and you know he he just he dipped out. Nobody, everybody, nobody know what happened to him, and he just came out being in the Avengers main. Uh, villain uh, in that OG's Avengers movie and we just we haven't got the team up yet so I think all but all this world building that they're doing this is really filling in pieces and I know and that's why I think Marvel is completely and utterly they don't really mind uh, what's going on critic wise or fan wise because all of the pieces will start getting put together you know, I think in the next two to three movies now, maybe f- at the most four or five, uh, because they still have all this show content coming out as well. So I can see within the next two to three movies, something dropping middle of the summer where it's every single and the route will be going. The, the, you will know now know for sure where it's going, where it's headed and what's going to happen from that point over the next several years or five years whatever's left um and that'll in the eventually that'll conclude the the story of this marvel universe one would assume uh but yeah i mean that's miss marvel in a nutshell go watch i give it an eight out of a ten it was a pretty good show definitely it's not made for me but i enjoyed it because i like the little commentary and i like the little um Nooks and craddies and all this other stuff I've been watching. Um, Marvel is basically making uh, a whole giant platform of a world, you know, all into their own. Uh, and they're not done. And a lot of people, I think, are getting impatient. But I I don't mind the, all the little stories and how people are. I, w- I would like for the heroes to meet. Like in the comic books, most heroes just met other heroes. Without any reason or logic. I think Marvel is trying to make it reasonable and logical. But I I would prefer they just bumped into each other personally. And that's kind of how it went down in the comics and in, in the video games. Like, oh, yeah, I know you because you're a superhero and I've seen your stuff. And, you know, why are you angry? 
And that's literally how, like, Spider-Man and the Hulk meet and Deadpool and Spider-Man meet. And things of the nature is just how it goes. Uh, but with that said, guys, I'm going to watch Resident Evil and uh, we'll come and talk about that shortly. Hang tight. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, or as I should say, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's discuss at a short length, but also kind of a medium length, this Resident Evil Netflix series that, uh, man, man, oh man, what am I mean, I think the creators of the show, I'm going to have to tell you, they, had, they did a 10 out of a 10 job on they did a 10 out of a 10 job, these Netflix creators of this Resident Evil Netflix series, on perhaps maybe the most crucial thing to anybody's knowledge these days. And that is gain, whether good or bad, some sort of a social media buzz about it. They've done an absolutely brilliant job with actually not even trying to you like promote themselves I know some shows do that inadvertently like and then you start seeing the memes everywhere but you know like baby uh, baby Groot didn't need it Grogu didn't need it this Netflix series didn't need it Uh, it's just uh, it's there and people are wilding out online about it and that is exactly what Netflix wanted and it's what they got um, so that on that aspect of Netflix Resident Evil the, the series whatever it is season one they did a blockbuster bang 10 for 10 job because when it came out I started watching it and then I watched an, I, I watched like three or four episodes up front and I watched like Two to three the next day, and I did the last couple, you know, like one one day, one took me two days to do the last episode because I was I got I was tired. But I got through all eight episodes and I gotta say Um This show is very hard to rate because on some aspects they did a phenomenal job. On some certain key aspects, again, they 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 didn't they didn't maybe they knew they didn't even need to market it because of the buzz that people that even just started watching it were gonna be like what? Even I'm like at some points in the show, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But in like kind of a mind blowing way, but also kind of like. Were they really allowed to just say that? Like, a lot of the dialogue, it looks like this story was written by the internet. This is the internet's dialogue. Um, some key lines is, Pornhub won't even take your resume. Um, I'm sick, but you're out there looking for dick. Uh... You know, you want these breadsticks? Look at these breadsticks. I mean, there is just some absolutely wild dialogue in the show. And so on that aspect, again, you got to give a round of applause. Because even I was like, what the fuck is, is like, oh my God. Like, I was like, well, the, the creators of the show resonate, let them have free reign. Uh, you know, whoever I don't Capcom or whoever Resident was part of, let Netflix just do whatever the fuck they wanted, and they did it. Um, story wise, also it's pretty good. I mean, I I liked where they were going with it. This is kind of after the fact that they nuked Raccoon City, and this is taking place like in another Raccoon Hive in I think Europe. Or somewhere, and then they, again, it's a very American flavored show, but then it's also European, so you kind of 
take into consideration that Umbrella covered up everything. And so this is going on like roughly moments after the first Raccoon City. So story-wise, timeline-wise, and all of that stuff, it fits in perfectly. It's it's a good, you know, good, you know, they did a good job there. I felt that it was, that's okay. But let me tell you the negatives. And there are negatives. This shit was low budget. Um, very low budget. Uh, borderline, again, but, but I think it's made that way. It looks like I could have done this on my iPhone at some instances. Uh, there's like, I know the zombies, you know, people doing the extras, doing the zombie work. I mean, they get paid. I don't know. And the makeup teams get paid. But some of the shit just flat out look like they went to your basic Dollar General store, your Dollar Tree store, got some foam um, armor looking. They got, I don't know where they got the, the helmets from, but I was like, damn, the helmets look dumb as fuck. Like, the, the soldiers, the umbrella soldiers look like they look like putties from Power Rangers with the helmet. And, like, the guns look fake as hell, too. But, again, that's, that maybe was kind of made to look that way. Um... The look, it looks like the whole show, like half the show was filmed inside a condo that, an Airbnb. Uh, visually, it, there's, had like an overall grayish tone to it, so it kind of wasn't, but maybe that's a European thing. Um, you know, and it's, it, and then it, there's parts of the story that's clunky, like, that went back and forth between what's happening, like, I guess, present, post the apocalypse post the zombie outbreak and pre zombie outbreak so in the you know I think it's Billy and Jade Wesker are high school teenagers in the beginning you know before the outbreak breaks and there's Billy and Jade like 14 years later um and in the and in the high school days when they're at their house I mean it's made to look like High school music, and there's parts of it. I'm like, yo, this is like, like if there was a whole show based off of this high school, I would not watch it. So, uh, so, you know, and you know, the guy that got to play Wesker, uh, the dad Albert or Al or whatever they were calling him, find out he's a clone later on. Uh. That guy, that guy was a phenomenal actor because he did like, I don't know if he if he's actually him that plays all four or five different roles of Wesker, or if he, if he's got a twin brother and they, but that guy's he's a phenomenal actor, but most of the shit that he was doing in the in the story was boneheaded. <laughs> most of it was just simply just fucking boneheaded. Um, you know, they killed off one, and the guy too in the beginning, the guy that was looking for, uh, and I might have, I don't know if it was, if the girl's name is actually Jade. I know it's Billy. Um, but the guy in the beginning, the chubby guy that was running from the zombies, that guy survived the whole zombie apocalypse, and then he got taken out because. He couldn't do a pull, uh, pull up. That pissed me off, but I, I'm okay. It's okay, whatever. He, he survived a lot longer than he should have. I thought uh, he survived the liquors. He survived the horde. He survived the prison. He survived um, something else, and then then he got taken out because Billy didn't. Uh, I think it was Billy, or I'm not sure which who who is who anymore. Uh, couldn't pick him up. Uh, and that was weird. And then, you know, there's just, so there's just very, very wildish parts of the story that I was like, and just visually, I was like, what the fuck is this? So 
you know, man, like, you know, I'm at a loss for words, honestly. Like, I don't even know what to make of the show. I'm probably going to watch season two. I ain't going to, I'm not going to lie. This first season was, you know, and to me, honestly, I watched the show and then I was seeing the memes. Uh, The show is all over the place. And I'm not sure if it's because the direct, there's different directors for each episode or I don't know, sure what's going on there with that. Um, but the show is definitely all over. And then when they break out in a fucking dance in the end. Uh, there's some phenomenal character group that plays Evelyn, the main bad villain in the movie. She was phenomenal throughout the, the show. Um, the zombies, most of the zombie effects and some, the CGA that they did use on like the big, uh, I, I don't know if it was a butterfly creature that was in the beginning, or maybe even a, perhaps, a, perhaps a, like a caterpillar, um, thing, that was cool, the alligator at the end was cool, uh, the spider, the liquors were, some of that stuff was visually really done well, uh, and I'm sure we're getting nem- a, a different version of Nemesis, uh, than, than what we're used to seeing And I thought that was cool they, they was like That he was the big tease For maybe perhaps Season 2 um, So like I said it, But the show it's, it's up and down It's all over the place You gotta get through The random ass Dialogue that they have I mean it's 8 hours of, Or I mean like 7 hours of material You know Each episode is like 40 minutes plus Almost 50 minutes um, but there's just there's things that are good about it, and there's things that I absolutely thought was dumb as shit. Uh, the dog, the dog looked good. The dog that had, I, I mean, they did. Uh, the daughter, the one that gets bit, is annoying as hell. Uh, throughout most of the movie, um, there's just so many things that I liked about it, and there's things that I hate. so. With all of that said, before I actually talk about what happens, I mean, I got to give it a rating, right? But what do I give it a rating as? I told you what I loved about it. I told you what I hate about it. I told you the job that they've done. And to me, oh, and another thing, they had a good soundtrack. I don't know if it's who they had, Billie Eilish or some new pop star. And I kind of felt that that was a, a really good I also felt that that was a really good uh, move for them because that the target audience is a younger audience, it's like a high school people that might not have played the games, but they know a little bit about Resident Evil. It's not really made for an older crowd like myself. Like I kind of was like, "Wow, this shit is really corny," but I get like that when that video game came out for me, I was in high school playing Resident Evil, shooting the fuck out of zombies. And so on and so forth. And this is made for a similar audience. Like, so I felt that the music, instead of it being some brash techno um, trip hop music, or, you know, they kind of went with like a lot of female artists. Uh, To me, the music reminded me of like a lot of Billie Eilish songs. I don't know who's songs those actually were and I can kind of see okay you know the music fits what they were doing that that through and through the music fit you know even the slow beat songs that they were you know trying to relay the message throughout through the song through the that those hit too the sound it was soundtrack excellent it was actually edited really well too like there's as a as a work As a work, a piece of work, yes. The show absolutely is phenomenal. And I think the the creators of it did a phenomenal job. job. Again, they they created a buzz. Uh, And you see it online. People absolutely hate the main Wesker. He looks like a budget blade. Or or what I've seen is a a butter knife blade. (laughs) But it's Albert the Butter Knife. I don't know. I thought that shit was funny. Uh, but then they provided some memes. And people are running with that as well. 
saw, you know, they did their they did their due diligence there. They knew they were knew what they were doing. And there's no shortage of people talking about either how good or how bad. And most of it is a negative. But then I get why. But that is not indicative of that show. And I think it's trending number one on Netflix. And for for much reason. Because it's, it's right there. To me, it's right there. I'm probably going to have to give it 7 out of a 10. Because there's things I hated about it. Which If they cut out... That some of that high school shit, and there was a ran- they were randomly doing skate, skate, uh, parkour in the. I mean, there's some things in there that I was like, wow, they just really were on set fucking around, like, and they put it in the fucking show. Like, it didn't. Some of that shit didn't even need to be there. They had a Raccoon City mascot at the high school, and the girl, I'm not sure if it's Billy or which one of them, got into it and absolutely walloped another girl. Uh, that's in there, you know, the guy, again, the guy in the beginning, I can't think of his name, he went from being a bad guy to a good guy, and then they killed him off, and I was like, man, that guy just had started gaining traction of his part, and he was being, he was doing some cool shit, but then he thought he was, he thought he was, uh, Rambo at the end, and then that did him in, and he didn't even get, did in because he ran out of ammo, because he couldn't pick himself up. To climb the ladder, which, I mean, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. I give it a seven. Now, as far as I am gonna watch season two. Whenever it comes out, um, I do feel like <sighs> it ended well. It started well. In the middle of it, there was some cool shit. And it ended well. Again, I you know, I'm kind of wondering about uh, the daughter, B, um, how she's either a immune to the zombies, B she can control the zombies, or C the zombies have are loyal to her somehow. I'm not exactly sure how that's working. Um, what happened to Wesker? The main Wesker. Uh, they've touched on clones. And that's a whole nother thing. They got into the cloning and they just kind of like, oh yeah, your dad's a clone. Like, what? That would have freaked me the fuck out. Um, you know, Bert, Bert was locked up for 14 years and he didn't even look like he was psychotic. I mean... I mean, oh man, there, there's a lot of loose ends that you want. I want to know. I at least want to know what happens. I don't know when the season just dropped. I just binged it over the last like week or so. I kind of feel like it was a roller coaster, man. It was a roller coaster, and, and I want to know now. So in the story, you know, pre outbreak, Wesker and. Let me see, let me see. Resident Evil Netflix cast. Let's see. Okay, there's Jade Wesker and Billy Wesker. Billy is the bad one of the two. Jade is the good one. So Jade has a daughter, B. Um, Simon just got capped at the end. So let's so let's let's back this up. So pre-outbreak, I, they didn't. They haven't said. What I want to see is they haven't really shown how the outbreak happened. Because uh, as far as we're concerned, Jade has the virus and she bit Simon, but they killed him. Um. They're off with the uncle, so maybe she's gonna bite somebody else. Uh, there's definitely tension between Jade and Bill and Billy. Um, and then in the post future, what's gonna happen? Because the outbreak to me was not completely. It didn't hadn't completely overran the whole world yet. There is plenty of. Um, 
people still alive. Like, the outbreak is slowly churning it out. I think in Resident Evil, the movies, the outbreak happens and it happens fast-paced in a sense. And that's kind of what happens even in the movies. Um, in all zombie movies, the outbreak happens and then it just goes apeshit. And, like, you would assume civilization collapsed in, like, one month or less. But this one, it seems like years have gone by. There's still giant pockets of people that are unaffected by the zombies. Or the zombies can't reach them. And so they're isolated from each other. Uh, Umbrella is protecting some of these colonies of people. It is it is, it is a little apocalyptic in some, stent, in some senses. But in others, it's not. And there's a kind of learn to just be about their business. There's plenty of instances in the show where not all hell has broken loose and the zombies are far from reach. Uh, but again, I mean, I don't know how they got there. I don't know what's happened. They, The raccoon city that we all come to know is they basically said a gas leak happened or an explosion happened and it was gone. We know it's new, it was nuked, but it was a cover-up. So the world doesn't know Umbrella or the United States government doesn't know anything about it. Uh, there was an outbreak in Tijuana, Mexico, but that was also quickly covered up. Um, but it's a really, it's a really good, really good sh- show in that aspect. Uh, it was really well written. It just there was things about it I didn't like. There was parts about it that I didn't care for. But I mean, it's whatever. So again, I mean, the show was fucking, the creators of it did their job. They definitely did their job. I I even recommend watching it because you would see some of the shit that I'm like, absolutely like, what the fuck? But there's enough there to keep you like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen with that person? I was kind of waiting for the old or the young Jade and Billy to... uh, but I guess they they haven't got to that point. Maybe in season two they're gonna actually the outbreak will happen, perhaps in season two. Um, and in the last, Jade shot Billy uh, in the stomach, took Billy's kid. So we don't know um, how that's gonna shake out. Um. Jade seems to be in control of all of Umbrella. And it is what it is. I mean, are we going to see Claire Redfield? I don't know. I don't know who we're going to see, if we're going to ever see anybody from the American side of Resident Evil that we've all know. Um, Claire Redfield. Um, you know... Alice, and I can't think of any of the the other characters right off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see any of them because this is based in London and or France or somewhere over there. And uh, I just, I just kind of like, I'm like, man, it was a wild ride. It was a, definitely a wild ride. I was definitely hooked in the beginning. The first episode or two kind of drug me in. Then I kind of chewed through a couple of episodes and I picked it up again. And I chewed through another episode and the ending was good again. And that, I kind of think that with the up and down, uh, the guy that plays Wesker, the dad, is phenomenal. The guy's name is Lance Reddick. Absolutely terrific job that guy did. That guy was probably the main thing that I was watching in the show because his reactions to everything um, and everything that he was going through just had me hooked. Cause, and I don't even know why. Because it seemed like every other little thing, he was like, he, he he was a bad guy. No, he's a good guy. No, he's trying to save the girls. No, he's not. You know, um, he then some of the words he was saying, some of the dialogue he had, um, some of the shit. I don't know. He he went to a board meeting and took a zombified rat, and <laughs> and just sat and parked it right, and they were like, and then they discussed about it. And they were like, we're moving forward with Joy anyways. And he was like, well, what's if we make the cure for this virus? And he never did. And then, but then he was all, then he turned also into the hitman that 
Wesker actually is. He killed a guy that came from Tijuana. Um, oh, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal job there. And then the the lady playing Evelyn, too, had me hooked. Not only was she hot, but then she had a wild role as herself as well. Um, amazing. It, it was an amazing show, I, I thought. Uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at IMDb and it's rated 3.7 out of 10. Because <laughs> uh, I just pulled it up online. But that is much to the chagrin that people are fucking watching it. Because it's, and, and, and they're probably, and they're, and actually, they're probably right. They're probably, it probably should, I should have rated it like a five. But there's things about it I liked and there's things about it I hated. And it was like, what the fuck? Let me see what IMDb says. It's based off of 20,000 reviews. It's rate, It's at a 3.7. Uh, and each of the episodes are rated 3.6, 4 um, I'm trying to find out. Okay. 4 4.8, 4.9, 4.8, 4.7, 4.24, 4.2, 3.6. And I like the last episode. And they rated the last episode at 3.6. They're out of their fucking mind. But that is... That is... Uh, the rating for Resident Evil. And, I, and, I, and I'll give it I'll give it that. I'll give it that. There's a lot of dumb shit. It looks low budget as hell. But people are talking about it. I'm talking about it. Because I was like completely mind blown. Um, let me see if I can pull up... Resident Evil Netflix. Uh, what is it? Rotten... Tomatoes. Let's see what Rotten Tomatoes got for it. Rotten Tomatoes got it at a 53%. Uh, I'm looking at Netflix. Resident Evil gets crushed by negative fan reviews. Netflix Resident Evil is getting destroyed by audiences. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's R-rated. Uh, Resident Evil series currently has one of its lowest audience scores. And I'm just looking at it. Yeah, they're, they're about right. They're about right. I mean, but yet it's trending number one on Netflix. So what is that? What do we gain from knowing that knowledge? Nothing. I mean, some people like it, some people are going to hate it. And that's kind of why I want to talk about it. Because I'm telling you, my mind was fucked watching the whole show. Between this shit was stupid. Between it was like, damn, that was pretty good. To what the fuck? And to like, okay, well, they let... I understand what they were going for. Not everybody's going to understand it. And I'm not even understanding it like in a good way. But the Resident Evil is very, you know, it is very... Aside from there being like no nudity, there's definitely a lot of killing, uh, chopping people up, all kinds of things of the nonsense. But it's made in such a way that a younger audience can watch it. Um, and I'm talking like high school or just out of high school kids. Like, and how do you bring, how do you, you know, Resident, and that's exactly what Resident Evil, the video game was, and which is why I played it because it was a zombie game and you shot shit and you ran from nemesis and but I mean I was a kid playing that obviously if the parents were to rate Resident Evil they would not have probably let me play it if they knew what it was all about Uh, and this one too I mean there is zombies and shit there is killings but it's kind of shaded a little bit by some stories so if you walk in if your parent walks in like what are you watching like oh this Resident Evil show and they take three looks at it you know the little five second glance like let me see what you're watching they're probably like wow this shit is boring and they might leave the kid alone to watch then a zombie bite the shit out of somebody or somebody getting their head blown off and then that's exactly where the show is it's kind of dancing that line and I think they did a good job of that Again, there's people talking about it. it's trending number one in the Netflix shows throughout the U.S. So obviously something is happening there. It's not all the negative reviews that everybody says. 
Although I do get it. It is there is aspects of it that are complete dog shit. But you know, watch it or don't watch it. I don't really care, but um that's my opinion about it. It's probably I, I give it like a seven. Maybe even maybe a six. But I give it a seven because I, I, I liked it. I, I was hooked. I was watching. I was like, you know, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's a lot better than that fucking animated shit. That four episode animated shit that I watched. That was complete dog shit. Um, through and through. But this was a, lot, a little bit better. And without um, closing this episode out. And I will uh, see you guys on the next one. Or I will chat you guys on the next one. Laters.